Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Psalm 82. A Psalm of Asaph. God standeth in the congregation of the mighty. He judgeth among the gods. How long will ye judge unjustly and accept the persons of the wicked? Selah. Defend the poor and fatherless. Do justice to the afflicted and needy. Deliver the poor and needy. Rid them out of the hand of the wicked. They know not, neither will they understand. They walk on in darkness. All the foundations of the earth are out of course. I have said, Ye are gods, and all of you are children of the Most High. But ye shall die like men, and fall like one of the princes. Arise, O God, judge the earth, for thou shalt inherit all nations. Well, hello, everyone. This is uh, Kennard speaking. I'm your host for the Merciful Servants of God biblical instructional program um i've been just going right into the bible study past couple of programs but uh god has certainly woken me up to to realize i need to continue to do the program the way i was doing it from the beginning which is um talk about world events first um things are really happening right now folks that you need to be aware of you need to be aware of the devil's agenda. Um, he wants to destroy people's minds. Uh, Revelation chapter 12 tells us that. Let's go to Revelation chapter 12, verse 9. It says, And the huge dragon was cast down. I'm reading this in the Amplified Version of the Bible. The huge dragon was cast down and out that age-old serpent who was called the devil and Satan. People assume because something is, is old that is always or tend to be righteous, not necessarily. You have to do your investigation. It says, And the huge dragon was cast down and out that age-old serpent who was called the devil and Satan. He who is a seducer, deceiver, or trickster of all humanity the world over. He is the seducer, deceiver of all humanity the world over. If you want to challenge God, you go ahead and argue with him about that, folks. He states plainly that there is an evil being called the devil who his agenda, his agenda is to seduce, deceive all humanity the world over. All right? So that's the word of God saying that, not Kennard Brown saying that. And... You know, ministers that preach, you know, it's, it's certainly correct that uh, knowing the Word of God doesn't guarantee you uh, salvation. However, the Word of God is how we learn how to live righteously. And so it's, it's certainly 
nothing wrong with knowing scriptures if you're going to apply those scriptures and and you're going to be an example to other people. Um, I agree that there's, there's quite a few people, well, not quite a few people, there are people that have memorized the Bible and don't live by it. Those people are going to be judged. But to to study the Bible and live out the Bible, that is certainly something that we should all strive for. Just like we hunger for Hollywood, we hunger for the abomination of Hollywood and all these garbage pit movies that are being produced as I'm speaking. I just uh, submitted a uh, a uh, a post on my Merciful Servants of God Facebook page talking about this abominable Noah movie. And this Noah movie only proves what the Bible says about humanity as a whole. And you guys may not like this message that I'm going to give today. I'm going to talk about Revelation 10 and 11, but before I do that, I have to address these things because um, I don't want your blood to be on my hand. And I see things. God has given me the ability to see certain things. Uh, not just me, but I'm one of the people that he's given the ability to see things that most people don't see. And, you know, I, I have to preach these things. And if you are a lover of the truth, please listen to this program. That's not an arrogant statement. It's a fact. Uh, God stated that he, there would always be people on the earth at, at any time throughout history that would know the truth and understand the truth and, and teach you the truth. Uh, let me turn to Ephesians chapter 4 to prove that to you. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11. And his gifts were varied. He himself appointed and gave men to us some, not all. Everyone who everyone wants to be an apostle and everyone wants to be a prophet, that, that's, that's not scriptural. He says he gave some to be apostles, special messengers and prophets, inspired preachers and expounders, some evangelists, preachers of the gospel, traveling missionaries, uh, traveling missionaries, some pastors, shepherds of his flock and teachers. And why did he do this, folks? In verse 12, his intention was the perfecting and the full equipping of the saints, his consecrated people, that they should do the work of ministering toward building up Christ's body, the church. Verse 13, that it might develop until we all obtain oneness in the faith and in the comprehension of the full and accurate knowledge of the Son of God, that we might arrive at mature manhood, the completeness of personality, which is nothing less than the standard height of Christ's own perfection, the measure of the stature of the fullness of the Christ and the completeness found in him. And this is something that I, I struggle with uh, in the assembly, or the church of God. Verse 14, So then we may no longer be children tossed like ships to and fro between chance gusts of teaching and wavering with every change of winding of doctrine. You have people listening to this minister, that minister, this minister, that minister, all kinds of ministers, and they assume that all of them are teaching correctly and, and because they look cute or they have this uh, expensive production or they have this book that looks real good and it's priced twenty nine ninety nine. You know, and, and uh, it's a bunch of deception, folks. It's a bunch of deception. It's people like myself that can cut through it and teach you the truth, not through my own mind, but through the Scriptures. That's why it's important to know the Scriptures. For those who, who call yourself teachers, I challenge you to get the Bible and to learn the Bible and to learn the Scriptures so that you can quote the Scriptures. 
If you can't quote the scriptures, how can you call yourself a pastor or a shepherd? Possible. Jeremiah chapter 23. Says right here in verse 16. Thus says the Lord, not Canard. Thus says the Lord of hosts. Do not listen to the words of the false prophets who prophesy to you. They teach you vanity, emptiness, falsity, and futility, and fill you with vain hopes. They speak a vision of their own minds, and not from the mouth of the Lord. And that is the majority of so-called ministers and apostles and prophets and whatever else you want to call them in this country and in the world. Verse 17, they are continually saying to those who despise me and the word of the Lord, the Lord has said. They all say that. The Lord has said this. The Lord has said that. You shall have peace. And they say to everyone who walks after the stubbornness of his own mind and heart, no evil shall come upon you. You have ministers that are afraid to talk about what's going on because they'll lose their 501c3 status. And then they lose uh, the ability to, to make money. And so we're going to preach to the people what they want to hear so we can continue to make our money. But God doesn't want true ministers to do that. Verse 18, For who among them has stood in the counsel of the Lord that he should perceive and hear his words? Who has marked his word, noticing and observing and giving attention to it, and has actually heard it? Verse 19, Behold the tempters of the Lord, or the hurricane of the Lord has gone forth in wrath, a whirling tempest. It shall whirl and burst upon the heads of the wicked. And I'm telling you, that tempest is coming, folks. After I saw this movie, Noah, I know it is. Soon, verse 20, the anger of the Lord shall not turn back until he has executed and accomplished the thoughts and intents of his mind and heart. In the latter days, the 21st century, for those who want clarity, you shall consider and understand it perfectly. Yes, you will. 21. I did not send these false prophets, yet they ran. I did not speak to them, yet they prophesied. Verse 22. But if they had stood in my counsel, then they would have caused my people to hear my words. Then they would have turned them, my people, from their evil way and from the evil of their doings. That's what ministry is about for those who want to be a minister, for those who claim they're apostles and prophets. That's what it's for. Get in your Bible. Stop being lazy and read it and so that you can teach it to people. And people that accuse me and get upset at me because I try to study the Bible to the best of my ability. I don't do it to be better than anybody else. I do it to teach it to people. That's why. Just like when you go to school. Just like when you go to school, you have a professor. The professor knows his topic so well that he can teach it. For those who want to be ministers and shepherds and teachers, you have to be a professor of the Bible. You have to study the Bible like your life depended on it. It's like a professor studies to get a doctorate degree because his life depends on it. It's going to be his profession. He's going to teach it. The same thing with the Bible. Exactly the same thing. You have to take it serious. And for those 
who claim to be believers even. We are destined to be kings and priests. Hold your place here in Jeremiah chapter 23. Jeremiah chapter 23. Let's turn to verse 6. Revelation chapter 1 verse 6. I'm sorry. Revelation 1 verse 6. And formed us into a kingdom, a royal race priest, to his God and Father. To him be glory and the power and majesty and the royal dominion throughout the ages forever and ever. Now, the King James is a little clearer on this. A lot clearer. Revelation 1 verse 6. And have made us kings and priests unto God and his Father. To him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Okay? So he's made us kings and priests. And kings, if you want to be a king, if you want to be a priest, you better study this Bible and get to learn the words so that you can teach it to people. Yeshua told me and other people who are elders of the assembly to make disciples. And how can I make disciples if you're too lazy to want to study the Bible? Looking at this Noah movie has made me realize the stupidity, I shouldn't say stupidity, but the ignorance of people when it comes to the Bible. There's been studies done. You can look up in the Bible. Most people don't even know the scriptures. And so people that don't know the scriptures, they're going to go and see this abominable Noah movie and think that this is in the scriptures. And they will be deceived because people are more attracted to Hollywood today than their own Bible. Unfortunately. Anyway, let me go back to Jeremiah chapter 23. Jeremiah chapter 23. Jeremiah chapter 23. Verse 22. But if they had stood in my council, he's talking about these so-called ministers and prophets and all that, okay, and had caused my people, that's our job, those who call themselves elders and apostles and prophets and evangelists. It's our job to cause the people to hear God's words. Then they should have turned from their evil. That's how people are going to turn from their evil, is by hearing God's words, not by looking at movies. Not looking at entertainment, but to hear and understand his words. Then they should have turned from their evil way and from the evil of their doings. Verse 23, I am a God at hand, says the Lord, and not a God afar off. Am I not a God at hand? He doesn't want to be drifted. It's like I was teaching yesterday. He doesn't want to be away from his people. He, want to be, he wants to be around his people. But this is the reason why. Hold your place here in Jeremiah 23, verse 20. If you ever wondered the reason why God is not around us, it's, it's, it's right in the Bible. Isaiah chapter 59, verse 1. Behold, the Lord's hand is not shortened that it cannot save, neither his ear heavy that it cannot hear. Okay? He has perfect ears, perfect eyes. And by the way, for people who think God is just a blip, he has a body like us, folks. Okay? He has ear. He has eyes. Verse 2, what do you think we got them from? Verse 2, but your iniquities have separated between you and your God. 
your iniquities, our sins, has separated God from us. And your sins have hid his face from you that he will not hear. That is the reason why. If you truly want a relationship with God, for those who are listening to me, and for those who will listen to me as this program will be distributed over the Internet, repent. How many ministers do you hear? And I'm going to be saying this every week from now on. Repent. We all need to change. Stop all this foolishness. Verse 24. Can any hide himself in secret places that I should not see him? Says the Lord. We act like when we sin, we think God doesn't see it. He says, do not I feel heaven and earth, says the Lord. Verse 25, I have heard what the prophets said. They prophesied lies in my name, saying, I have dreamed. Here we go with the dreams. I've heard so many people saying they got dreams. I have dreamed. I have dreamed. I have dreamed, 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 dreamed. Dream. Okay, verse 26, how long shall this be in the heart of the prophets that prophesied lies? They are prophets of the deceit of their own heart. The majority of dreams, that's what it is, according to your scriptures. Now, I'm not discounting. Some people do have dreams from God. But you better, just like this Noah movie, you better analyze it and make sure that it is a dream from God. Okay? Verse 26, how long shall this be in the heart of the prophets that prophesy lies? Yes, they are prophets of the deceit of their own hearts. Verse 27, which think to cause my people to forget my name by their dreams, which they tell every man to his neighbor as their fathers have forgotten my name for Baal. Verse 28. The prophet that have a dream, let him tell a dream. So he's not saying that there's not some prophets that don't have dreams. He's just saying let them tell a dream. And he that have my word, let him speak my word faithfully. So this word should be spoken faithfully, folks. And God's word through this, this movie Noah was certainly not spoken faithfully. And I feel sorry for the atheist director that created this movie. And for those who allowed him to create this movie, they will be judged unless you repent. And I hope for your sake that you do. This movie is so bad that I have to talk about it that bad. It really is that bad. And, and really, I cried through the movie because I couldn't believe it. I could not believe Tears were going down my eyes. I could not believe what I was seeing. I just couldn't. I just could not. But this movie, I'm glad I saw the movie because it woke me up to help me to realize what I need to do. And I need to warn people every week. I just can't sugarcoat my messages anymore. Not that I've been trying to in the first place, but I really feel that my messages could have been a lot stronger. And they will be from now on. So, verse 27, which thinks to cause my people to forget my name. Well, actually, verse 28, um, the prophet that have a dream, let him tell a dream. And he that have my word, let him speak my word faithfully, not deceitfully. What is the shaft to the wheat, says the Lord? Verse 29, is not my word like as fire? And so people accuse me, oh, can I, you piece of shit? Well, it, look, he says, it's not my word like as a fire. When you speak the word, 
you should be emotional about it and controlled, of course, but it's, you should say it like you mean it, says the Lord, and like a hammer that breaks the rock in pieces. So when a preacher preaches the word of God, he should be inspired to speak it in a way that it will motivate people to change. It's like a hammer that breaks the rock in pieces. Verse 30, therefore, behold, I am against the prophet, says the Lord, that steal my words, everyone from his neighbor. That's what they do today. Behold, I am against the prophet, says the Lord, that used their tongues and says he said. Verse 32, behold, I am against them that prophesy false dreams, says the Lord. And do tell them and cause my people to err by their lies and by their lightness. Yet I sent them not, nor commanded them. Therefore they shall not profit this people at all. They won't benefit you. That's what he's saying, folks. All these people that are writing books, selling books, uh, picking something out the Bible just to make money. Uh, I'm not saying that you shouldn't listen to, to people. But you have to use the Bible, folks, to investigate Anyone. You can't assume because they look pretty, the book looks nice, the movie looks nice, that these people are telling you the truth. I just read to you the devil has deceived the entire world, folks, and he has agents to help him deceive. Okay, and that's what you have to understand. Second uh, Corinthians chapter 11, verse 13 set, tells us to you, or reveals this to you, I'm sorry. 2 Corinthians 11, verse 13. For such are false apostles, yes, there are false apostles, false prophets, and false everybody, uh, deceitful workers transforming themselves into the apostles of Christ. There's many people that are transforming themselves into false apostles, folks. And they do it in such a way that it's very hard to, to, to tell whether or not they're true or false apostles or prophets unless you do your investigation. Verse 14. And no marvel for Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. He tries to appear that he's really nice and, and that he's going to bless you. Verse 15, Therefore it is no great thing if his ministers or his servants, and he has many of them because he deceives the whole world, also be transformed as the ministers of righteousness. But you know what? He says, Whose end shall be according to their works. So let, let's understand now, this world is the world of the devil, folks, and there's a lot of deception in this world. And I tell you, if you want to understand how deceived this world is, look at that Noah movie. Look at that, that Noah movie. It, it'll show you how deceived this world really is. For somebody to really make a movie like that, that is so diametrically opposite to us, folks. So... This is a warning to you, folks. We don't have a lot of time left in this world. Yeshua, if God doesn't come back in the 21st century, I can't see how we can live. That's why I, te I preach that. Uh, we are on the brink of, of total devastation, folks. And we need to take God seriously. This world is going to get so bad. Let me quote something from the prophet Isaiah. Isaiah 13, verse 9. Isaiah 13, verse 9. Behold, the day of the Lord cometh, cruel, both with wrath and fierce anger, to lay, and he shall destroy the sinners thereof out of it. That's how God feels 
and you can get mad at me all you want, folks. This is what the Bible says, and I can prove it to you. I can prove it to you. That's the difference between me and a lot of these other ministers. Verse 9, Behold, the day of the Lord come, cruel both with wrath and fierce anger, to lay the land desolate, and he shall destroy, annihilate the sinners thereof. He doesn't take pleasure in this. He don't want to do this, but he has to do it. Because if people don't want to obey him, he don't want nothing to do with them. That's why. Verse 10, for the stars of heaven and the constellations there shall not give their light. The sun shall be darkened and is going forth, and the moon shall not cause her light to shine. This is what we need to be looking at, not some blood red moon. We need to be looking at what's going on here. The stars of heaven shall not give her light. The sun shall be darkened and is going forth, and the moon shall not cause her light to shine. That's a total darkness. That's what we better look for. Verse 13, and I will punish the world for their evil. For people who think the world's not evil, God disagrees with you. And I will punish the world for their evil and the wicked for their iniquity. And I will cause the arrogancy of the proud to cease and will lay low the haughtiness of the terrible. This is going to get so bad, folks. In verse 12, Isaiah says this, I will make a man more precious than fine gold, even a man than a golden wedge of Ophir. That's how bad it's going to get, folks. This is serious. Stop being lazy spiritually. Repent. Stop acting like the Bible is the worst thing that you need to focus on. It's the best thing for you to focus on, folks. It's the best thing for you to focus on. Don't let the devil deceive you to think that the Bible is toilet paper. Because many of you think it is. Many of you act like the Bible is toilet paper. And it's not. It's your life. The Bible says that. And you better start acting like it is. Or else, or else, you're going to have great difficulty. For people who call themselves ministers, I challenge you, each and every one of you, for those who call yourself apostles and prophets and evangelists, I challenge you to do the following. Isaiah 58, verse 1. Cry aloud, spare not, Lift up thy voice like a trumpet and show my people their transgression and the house of Jacob their sin. House of Jacob, as those of you who have been listening to me, is not just the Jews, folks. It's the United States, the British Commonwealth of Nations, the countries of Northwestern Europe, South Africa, Australia, New Zealand. They're all Israel. If you don't think I know what I'm talking about, Go to www.britam.org and be enlightened. But what I'm telling you is the truth. Verse 2, yet they seek me daily and delight to know my ways. Doesn't that sound like America? Yes, they seek me daily, like, like today. Everybody's going on to the Sunday church, like that's the Shabbat, that's like the Sabbath day, and it's not. Okay, And delight to know my ways as a nation that did righteousness. And forsook not the orders of their God. They ask of me the orders of justice. They take the light in approaching to God. And in Romans chapter 10, it states the following. Verse 1, brethren, my heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel. And I told you, Israel is not just the Jews. It's us too, the United States and the British Commonwealth of Nations, that they might be saved. Verse 2, for I bear them record that they have a zeal of God, but not according to knowledge. Many of them, many of these Protestant churches don't realize that they're part of Israel. They're ignorant of that, unfortunately. Verse 3, for they being ignorant of God's righteousness and going about to establish their own righteousness, that's the problem. Everyone wants to do their own thing. 
have not submitted themselves unto the righteousness of God. And so that's, that, that's what needs to be done. That's what needs to be done. And so, folks, look, this program is going to, um, the purpose of it, one of the major purposes of it, is to watch world events and to tell you where, or show you in the Bible, where God says these things would happen. Ah, you know, we, we should not despise prophecies, folks. I'm not going to despise prophecies on this program. I'm not going to run away from them. Uh, Proverbs chapter 29. Proverbs chapter 29. I'm going to read this in the complete Jewish Bible version because it brings out the Hebraic understanding. Uh, Proverbs 29 verse 18. Without a prophetic vision, the people throw off all restraint. In other words, they, they don't feel motivated to want to obey. But he who keeps the Torah is happy. So that's a part of keeping Torah, folks, is to have a prophetic vision. We have to have a prophetic vision. If we don't have a prophetic vision, we, we just, we're just we going to lose motivation, folks, to want to obey him. And that's the problem. A lot of you listening to me, or some of you anyway, don't have a prophetic vision, don't want it. But Revelation 19, verse 10 tells you the following. I fell at his feet to worship him, but he said, don't do that. Only a fellow servant with you and your brothers who have the testimony of Yeshua Worship God for the testimony of Yeshua is the spirit or mindset of prophecy. We have to have a mindset of future history, folks. And the Bible, one-third of it, is about prophecy. And that's why I've been doing a Bible study on the book of Revelation, folks. I've been doing that for a reason. To hopefully wake up people who desire and want to know the truth. But I... Isaiah chapter 59 plainly reveals that truth is lacking. Truth is lacking in society. Truth is lacking in the world. And very few people, in Matthew chapter 7 verse 14 plainly reveals this, very few people will want to, to live the true way of life or will lead the true way of life during this wicked age. Matthew 7 verse 14, but it is a narrow gate and a hard road that leads to life, and only a few find it. And it's unfortunately during the Great Tribulation, that's when many people finally will repent. But it's, it's unfortunate that it has to get to that point. So, I vented a little bit, uh, but I, I just want to tell you right now, this Noah movie, this program is going to go over uh, a little bit, maybe 15 to 30 minutes uh, so I'm going to be off the air soon in about 14 minutes. But uh, I, if you if you want to know the truth, if you truly love the God of the Bible, folks, I encourage you to, to, to continue to listen to me and to others who are preaching the truth and to take the Bible seriously and to study the Bible. Don't be lazy. You're not lazy when it comes to eating. Don't be lazy when it comes to studying the Bible. You need to take it just as serious as you eat. You really need to, and that's what we're going to actually go over today, um, Revelation chapter 10. Chapter 10 uh, that concept about eating the scriptures is going to be there. But what what we need to understand, we need to look at Jerusalem. Uh, and today, uh, by the way, uh, there's going to be um, 
something done from the templeinstitute.org. They're, they're going to do a four-hour presentation about the temple, the latest developments in, in the building of the temple or the uh, prophesied building of the temple, how they're planning to do it. They always do this right before uh, the true new year of the Bible, Nisan, Aviv, uh, which will be happening next week, uh, not the pagan new year that most people identify with uh, that happens January 1st, but the real new year happens in, always in the spring, according to the Bible, always in the spring. Look at Exodus chapter 12, verse 1 to 2, and also Deuteronomy chapter 16, verse 1. It tells you that the... the the start of the new year is, is around the time of Passover, which is the spring. That's the true new year, not the year, not the January 1st pagan custom year that we uh, have ignorantly celebrated. But uh, we must realize that this world has been deceived by the devil, folks, and we need to listen to people that prove through the scriptures, not through their own mind, as I just read to you, but through the scriptures that they're preaching the truth. And I'm certainly doing that. If you listen to me, you cannot deny that, that I go by the scriptures. I go by the scriptures, and I'm only going to go. That's my preaching style. You don't like that? Go listen to someone else. Noah was the same way. He preached according to God's word. He was a preacher of righteousness, uh, despite the way uh, the guy depicted Noah in this movie. Noah was a preacher of righteousness. In Second Peter, the Apostle Peter revealed this. Second Peter 2, verse 5, And spare not the old world, but save Noah, the eighth person, a preacher of righteousness. So he preached to the people 120 years to repent. And let's understand something, folks. Noah and the seven people that were with him were the only righteous people on the earth at that time. The, 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 all the rest of the people on the earth were wicked and judged. The scary part about that is that Yeshua in Leviticus, not Leviticus, but uh, in Luke, Luke chapter 17, verse 26, he stated that the days of the 21st century would be similar to the days of Noah which means it's not going to be that many people, just like Noah, that are truly righteous on this earth, thus says the Lord. Luke chapter 17, verse 26, And as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be also in the days of the Son of Man. And so I, I can tell you, and back it up by the Scriptures, that it's not that many people that are righteous on the earth. Matter of fact, the Jews teach this, <laughs> that there's 36 righteous people on the earth at all times. All right, so that's, that's, I don't know if it's exactly 36, but I do know that it's not that many people that are righteous on this earth. I know that for a fact, according to the scriptures. And so, uh, and really, righteousness will increase when there's judgments, God's judgments on the earth. That's what God says here in Isaiah chapter 26, verse 9. With my soul I have desired thee in the night. Yes, with my spirit within me will I seek thee early. For when thy judgments are in the earth, the inhabitants of the earth will learn righteousness. That's just the way, unfortunately, most human beings are. Just like when, when babies. I think it's prophetic when, when you have to spank babies. Babies don't obey you. Children don't obey you unless you have to spank them. Well, the same thing with adults. The majority of adults are not going to obey 
unless you put some force on them or you punish them, take away their food, take away their money. And then they start to repent. And that, that's what's going to happen. It's unfortunate, but that's just the way it is. That's the, that's the common human experience. We don't take God serious unless God whacks us. That's just the way we are, the majority of us. But those who are going to be king priests are not going to need all that. We're not going to need to see a hurricane to believe God. We're not going to need to see a movie to believe God. We're not going to need to, to see some PowerPoint presentation with graphics to, to believe God. We're not going to need all those things. All we, all we need, all we're going to need is the scriptures. That's really all you need, folks. The scriptures, and of course you need to be guided by somebody who knows what they're talking about, but you certainly need the scriptures, folks, to believe the Bible. And then once you get to a point where you know the Bible, then you can teach other people. That, that's the way it's supposed to be. But I find in this movement, Hebrew Roots movement, and the movement keeping the Sabbath and the Holy Days, that people want to be teachers so quick. They want to be teachers so quick. And, and, and they want to be able to teach other people when they don't know what they're t- doing themselves. They don't, they don't understand the Scriptures themselves. You know, and, 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 and they have to... And James 3, verse 1 says, Not many of you should become teachers, my brothers, since you know that we will be judged more severely. Okay, so everyone wants to be, you know what it means? It means to, to, to be an elder in the church and to, to be an apostle, a prophet. That's not something that, it says right here, not many of you should become teachers, my brothers, since you know that we will be judged. It doesn't mean that you, as a father, you shouldn't teach or, you know, you shouldn't, you know, teach somebody. It means that as your profession, you know, being an elder, being an apostle, there's not not everyone is cut out to do that. That's what your Bible indicates, folks. Not many of you should become teachers, my brother, since you know that we will be judged more severely. Okay? So not everybody's qualified to be a teacher. Not everybody's qualified to be a professor of economics. Uh, not everybody's qualified to be a professor. So it is with the Bible. Not everybody's qualified to be a professor or, or a scholar or a scribe of the Bible. Folks, is the... Uh, not everybody's qualified to do that. We all have several gifts, and we can't all say we got all those gifts. You know, some some may, but the majority don't, according to the scriptures. Uh, when I mean the majority don't have all the gifts uh, of First Corinthians chapter twelve, very few do. The, the typical case is each and every one has a few gifts, or maybe one gift that God gives you to to, to be able to edify the, the the assembly. But that's another Bible study. But anyway, um, getting back to this, the situation with this abominable movie, Noah. Uh, if you want to look at it, look at it, okay? But you're going to be very disappointed if you are a lover of the truth. Now, if you, if you like things to be twisted and have a little Hollywood in it and so forth, then you're going to love this movie. But if you are a believer of the truth, you're going to hate this movie like I hated it. You can, it's, it's disgusting. It's totally disgusting. It's not according to the biblical account. And if you don't believe me, go see it for yourself. Go see it for yourself. And you can just Google Noah movie terrible or bad, and you'll 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 read some things about it. Uh, that, like I said, if you're a lover of the truth, you're not going to like what um, the people have written about it. So anyway, let me get to the. This Bible study here. I want to talk about the little book and the two witnesses. Uh, I have five minutes left. I'm going to go off the air, but the rest will be in the archives. So if you are a lover of the truth and if you want to truly 
eat these words like you eat food, then continue to, I, I encourage you to, to listen to the entirety of this program in the archives. All right, so the little book, Revelation chapter 10. Let's go. I've been doing a series in the book of Revelation, and I hope that it's a blessing to you, and I hope that you humble yourself to to listen to the words of God. All I'm doing, I'm a, you know, I'm a human being. I have a mouth. I have a brain. All I'm doing is reading the scriptures to you and, and interpreting them based on the scriptures, based on my studies uh, of studying this book for almost 30 years. Revelation 10, verse 1. Uh, in the King James Version, it says, And I saw another mighty angel come down from heaven, clothed with a cloud, and a rainbow was upon his head, and his face as it were the sun, and his feet as pillars of fire. And he had in his hand a little book open, and he set his right foot upon the sea and his left foot on the earth. And there's another scripture I believe God wants me to quote here um, before I get into detail about this. You should not listen to ministers that do the following, folks, that want to speak to you smooth things and discourage prophecy. Isaiah 30, verse 8. Now go, write it before them in a table, and note it in a book that it may be for the time to come forever and ever. Isaiah 30, verse 8. Verse 9. For this is a rebellious people, lying children, children that will not hear the Torah, the instructions of the Lord. This is a prophecy of the 21st century, folks. Verse 10 which say to the seers, see not unto the prophets, prophesy not unto us right things, to smooth things. Prophecy deceits. Verse 11, get you out of the way, turn aside from out of the path, cause the Holy One of Israel to cease from before us. Verse 12, wherefore thus says the Holy One of Israel, because you despise this word and trust in oppression and perverseness and stay therein, therefore this iniquity shall be to you as a breach ready to fall, swelling out in a high wall, whose breaking cometh suddenly at an instant. Okay? So that's God's warning, folks. If you had this attitude and you want to listen to people that preach to you smooth things, smooth things, things that that uh, uh, is flattery, slippery, you know, prophecy deceits, you know. Uh, if you want to hear all that, in, in Isaiah 30, verse 10 in the... Um, Bible and basic English version, it says, Who say to the seers in Isaiah 30, verse 10, See not unto the prophets, do not give us word of what is true, but say false things to, to give us pleasure. <laughs> in verse 11, Get out of the good way, turning from the right road. Do not keep the Holy One of Israel before our minds. And that's the majority of people's attitude in this country and around the world, unfortunately. That's, that's what it is. All right, so let's go back to Revelation chapter 10. So I just wanted to make sure I got that out. Revelation chapter 10, King James Version. And I saw another mighty angel come down from heaven, clothed with a cloud and a rainbow upon his head, and his face was as the sun, and his feet as a pillar of fire. Verse 2, and he had in his hand a little book open, and he set his right foot upon the sea and the left foot on the earth. So this little book concerns the entire earth. Verse 3. Verse 3. And I have a minute and 38 seconds. Seconds left, and cried with a loud voice as when a lion roared, and when he had cried, seven thunders uttered their voices. Verse four. And when the seven thunders had uttered their voices, I was about to write, and I heard a voice from heaven saying unto me, Seal up those things which the seven thunders uttered, and write them not. Verse five. And the angel which I saw stand upon the sea and upon the earth lifted up his hand to heaven, 
and swore by him that liveth forever and ever, who created heaven and the things that therein, and the earth and the things that therein are, and the sea and the things which are therein, that they should there should be no time longer. And um, that's verse six of Revelation chapter ten. No time longer. But in the days of the voice of the seventh angel, when he shall begin to sound, the mystery of God shall be finished, as he has declared to his servants the prophets. So what this is saying is during the time of the day of the seventh trumpet, the mystery of God will be finished. There won't, will no longer be a mystery of God. Verse 8. Verse 8. Because right now, God is a mystery in Acts chapter 17. Uh, the unknown God. You know, People know there's a God, but he's unknown to most people. Well, when the seven trumps sound, this God will be known to the entire world. That's what the scripture is revealing to you. And so I'm getting ready to go off the air in about uh, 15 seconds, folks. Uh, please listen to the entirety of this message in the archives. Shalom. Peace. Okay, I'm officially in the recording stage of this program. Uh as I was stating in verse 7, but in the days of the voice of the seventh angel, when he shall begin to sound, the mystery of God shall be finished, as he has declared to his servants the prophets. In verse 8, And the voice which I heard from heaven spake unto me and said, Go and take the little book which is open in the hand of the angel, which standeth upon the sea and upon the earth. And this book, this message, is very vital. In verse 9, And I went unto the angel and said unto him, Give me the little book. And he said unto me, Take it and eat it up, and it shall be, and make thy belly bitter, but it shall be in thy mouth sweet as honey. In verse 10, And I took the little book out of the angel's hand, and ate it up, and it was in my mouth sweet as honey, and as soon as I had eaten it, my belly was bitter. In verse 11, And he said unto me, Thou must prophesy again before many peoples and nations, tongues, and kings. And this is, as you'll see in Revelation chapter 11, it's referring to these two witnesses doing this prophesying around the world. They're going to be prophesying to people, to, to many peoples, nations, tongues, and kings. But before I get into that, let's understand what this little book indicates. What, what, is, what is this little book? Well, a clue, a little better understanding of what this little book is, is found in uh, the book of Ezekiel. Let's go. Let's turn to the book of Ezekiel. Ezekiel chapter three, verse one. Because again, the book of Revelation is linked with all the prophetic scriptures, but certainly the book of Ezekiel um, and also the book of Daniel is, is certainly linked with those books books as well. Ezekiel chapter three, verse one. Moreover, he said unto me, Son of man, eat that thou findest. Eat this roll and go speak unto the house of Israel. Go speak to the house of Israel. And so I opened my mouth, and he calls me to eat that roll. Verse 3, And he said unto me, Son of man, cause thy belly to eat, and fill thy bowels with this roll that I give thee. Then, I, then did I eat it, and it was in my mouth as honey for sweetness. Same, uh, similar uh, phraseology that, that is found in Revelation chapter 10. And verse 4, And he said unto me, Son of man, go, get thee into the house of Israel, and speak my words unto them. So this little book certainly has something to do with speaking a message to the house of Israel, the United States, the British Commonwealth of Nations, the countries of Northwestern Europe, Austria, South Africa, New Zealand, and all those regions around the world, Canada, 
And he said unto me, Son of man, go, get thee into the house of Israel, and speak my words unto them, for thou art not sent to a people of a strange speech and of a hard language, but to the house of Israel. And of course, the Revelation 10 adds all nations, including Israel. Verse 6, Not to many people of a strange speech and of a hard language, whose words thou canst not understand. Surely had I sent thee to them, they would have hearkened unto thee. Okay? And so I, I try to explain to people that, Hold your place here in uh, Ezekiel 3, verse 6. Let's turn to uh, Psalm 147. Psalm 147. Psalm 147, verse, starting in verse 19. He showed his word unto Jacob, his statutes and his judgments unto Israel. Verse 20. He has not dealt so with any nation. As for his judgments, they have not known them. Okay, so, so God went to... Israel first, and he wants to continue and is going to modern Israel through me and other, uh, not too many other people. I know there's other people that preach correctly that uh, that Israel consists of the United States and the British Commonwealth of Nations and the countries of Northwestern Europe and those regions, um, Austria, uh, Canada, New Zealand, South Africa. We are modern Israel, and of course, anyone who embraces Yeshua outside of those countries are grafted into the the commonwealth of israel but anyway uh he wants true ministers of god to preach a warning message to the house of israel and to the world but to israel first okay verse five for thou art not sent to a people of a strange speech and of a hard language but to the house of israel verse six not to many people of a strange speech and of a hard language whose words thou cannot understand surely had i sent them to sent thee to them, they would have hearkened unto thee. Verse 7, but the house of Israel will not hearken to thee. Yes, I know, we're stubborn and stiff-necked. But they will not hearken unto me, for all the house of Israel are imputed and hard-hearted. Let's get a, a better translation of that. It says, but the children of Israel will not give ear to you. This is in the um, 1965 Bible and basic English version. But the children of Israel will not give ear to you. For they have no mind to give ear to me. For all the children of Israel have a hard brow and a stiff Heart, and I explained to you who the children of Israel was last week. Verse 8. See, I have made your face hard against their faces and your brawl hard against their brawl. Verse 9. I'm still reading this in the, in the basic English version. Like a diamond harder than rock, I have made your brow. Have no fear of them, and do not be overcome by their looks, for they are an uncontrolled people. And that, that's unfortunate, but that's the way God looks at our people, folks, the, the people in the United States and the British Commonwealth of Nations, the country in northwestern Europe, the countries in northwestern Europe, uh, South Africa, New Zealand, Australia. He looks at us as an uncontrolled people, a rebellious house. We are a rebellious house, and, and, and we just don't want to obey. Actually, that's a bad trans. Well, we are uncontrolled. We, we, certain, we don't have control for our lusts. But the better trans. Let me read this back in the King James version. Um, a better translation, of course, is that we are a rebellious house. In verse ten, moreover, he said unto me, Son of man, all my words that I speak unto thee, receive in thine heart and hear with thine words. Okay, and go get them to them of the captivity and to the children of thy people, and speak unto them and tell them. Thus says the Lord God: Whether they will hear, or whether they will forbear. And so that's the minister's job is to preach to the people even if they don't want to hear. And that's the reason why I have this program. You know, I, I, my ministry, I'm telling you, 
uh, people have a limit to listening to me. Because like I said, the devil has pumped into everyone's minds to resist the truth. If you don't believe me, hold your place here in Ezekiel. And let's turn to Ephesians. 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 Chapter 2, verse 1. And you have he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sins. In verse 2, where in time past you walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power or the atmosphere. So it's the prince of the power of the atmosphere. The spirit that now works in the children of disobedience. Children of disobedience. And that's just talking about just little kids. It's talking about adults, too. And he, and he continues to work in uh, the children of disobedience. And in verse 3, he says, Among whom also we all had our conversation in times past in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and we were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. Okay, so... Ezekiel 3, verse 11, he says, And go, get thee to them of the captivity and to the children of thy people. And we're spiritually in captive right now. This is When this was written, this was talking about a physical captivity. Verse 12, Then the Spirit took me up, and I heard behind me a voice saying, Great rushing, blessed be the glory of the Lord from his place. So anyway, I just wanted to read that to you so you can understand what this scroll represents, this, this, uh, this little book. There's been many different ridiculous interpretations of this, but but the Bible interpretation is that this scroll has a message that is bitter, but it's also sweet. The end, the end of prophecy is sweet because God will come back and rule this earth and bring peace upon the earth, and that's the message that the prophets preach. They preach, yes, it's going to be going to lead to the ultimate victory of God, Him uh, executing peace upon the earth. All right, so, Revelation chapter 11, starting in verse 1. Now, we're going to see who's going to preach this message. In Revelation 10, the last verse says, And he said unto me, Thou must prophesy again before many peoples and nations and tongues and kings. So we're going to see who's going to do all this prophesying. Uh, Revelation 11, verse 1. And there was given me a reed like unto a rod, and the angel stood, saying, Rise and measure the temple of God and the altar, and them that worship therein. So this one scripture proves to you that there will be, despite what some people are preaching incorrectly, there will be a temple of God, there will be an altar, and there will be people worshiping therein, according to the scriptures. In verse 2, But the court which is without the temple, leave out and measure it not. For proof that there will be a temple built, go to www.templeinstitute.org. And this is a good day to go there. Because they have a program, a four-hour program, uh, that is all focused on the future building of the temple, the third temple. Verse 2, But the court which is without the temple, leave out and measure it not, for it is given unto the Gentiles and the holy city, Jerusalem, so they thread underfoot 42 months. So this is the, the tribulation. The tribulation period is 42 months, three and a half years. Verse 3, And I will give power... Uh, the word power is added in the King James Version. It should say, I will give unto my two witnesses, and they shall prophesy 1,203 score days, clothed in sackcloth. Verse 4, these are the two olive trees. So there are two olive trees, but there are also two candlesticks standing before the God of the earth. That's the Bible interpretation of the two witnesses. There are two olive trees, 
and of the two candlesticks. Okay? Uh, verse 5. Now, what is a candlestick according to the Scriptures? Well, let's turn to Revelation chapter 1 and find out. Revelation chapter 1, verse 20. It says, The mystery of the seven stars which thou saw in my right hand and the seven golden candlesticks. The seven stars are the angels of the seven churches, and the seven candlesticks which thou saw are the seven churches. So obviously the, the, the Bible is revealing to us that the two witnesses can be assemblies because it says they're two candlesticks. And then uh, there's also two olive trees. People said, well, it's talking about Judah and Ephraim. Well, two olive trees can also indicate uh, that it's talking about men. Okay, so Psalm, uh, let me turn here, Psalm, Psalm 52. Verse 8, Psalm 52, verse 8, But I am like a green olive tree in the house of God. I trust in the mercy of God forever and ever. And so, according to biblical interpretation, it could be Judah, Ephraim, two men, and also two assemblies. That's what these two witnesses could be referring to, according to biblical interpretation. Uh, Revelation 11, verse 5, And if any man, let me, um, as far as the uh, Judah, Ephraim reference here. Let me look at that here real quick. Olive tree. Uh, look for that phrase here. Okay. Right. Uh, Jeremiah 11, verse 16. So he's talking about Israel in this context here. And uh says right here, The Lord called thy name a green olive tree, fair, of goodly fruit, with the noise of a great torment. He has kindled fire upon it, and the branches of it are broken. For the Lord of hosts that planted thee has pronounced evil against thee for the evil of the house of Israel and the house of Judah, which they have done themselves to provoke me to, to anger. Okay, so the olive tree can be interpreted that way as well. All right, so let's go back to Revelation 11, verse 4. Revelation 11, verse 5. And if any man will hurt them, fire proceeds out of their mouth and devour their enemies. And if any man will hurt them, he must be in this manner be killed. Now understand that these... Many people have preached that the two witnesses are just two men, but I just showed you that the candlestick means assembly. So this makes better sense when you realize that they're going to be preaching around the world. They're going to be preaching around the world, and people have incorrectly taught they're going to be stuck in Jerusalem. I don't see in the Bible where they're just stuck in Jerusalem, folks. Although their their base is going to be, obviously, uh, they're certainly going to preach in Jerusalem because Jerusalem is part of the world, too. So... But anyway, verse 5, And if any man will hurt them, fire proceeds out of their mouth and devour their enemies. And if any man will hurt them, he must in this manner be killed. And verse 6, These have power to shut heaven. And that's what it says. Uh, they will have a lot of power. That it rain not in the days of their prophecy and have power over waters. It says that it rains not in the days of their prophecy. That's what your Bible says. And have power over waters to turn them to blood and to smite the earth with all plagues as often as they will. I know many people think that that uh, the two witnesses are Enoch and Elijah or Elijah. It doesn't say that, folks. Uh, I'm giving you the Bible interpretation. It states that the two witnesses could be two men. They have something to do with uh, all the tribes of Israel. 
and and also that they can be assemblies. That's the Bible interpretation, folks, if you want to believe what the Bible says. Uh, it doesn't say anywhere that the two witnesses are Moses and Elijah. Okay? Uh, verse 7, And when they shall have finished their testimony, and their testimony lasts three and a half years, the beast that ascends out of the, the beast that ascends out of the bottomless pit shall make war against them and shall overcome them and kill them. So he's going to kill these witnesses. Verse 8, And their dead bodies shall be in the street of the great city, which spiritually is called Sodom and Egypt, where also our Lord was crucified. In verse 9, And they of the people and kindreds and tongues and nations. And what is Revelation? Let's go back. What is Revelation chapter 10? The last verse say, and he said, Thou shalt must prophesy again before many peoples and nations and tongues and kings. And that's what the two witnesses will do. They're going to prophesy uh, to many people, nations and languages and kings. That is their job. That's their commission. All right, so let me go back to Revelation. And so that kind of explains the next verse here. Revelation chapter 11. Verse 9, and they of the people and kindreds and tongues and nations, those are the people that they were commissioned to speak to, right, shall see their dead bodies three days and a half and shall not allow their dead bodies to be put in graves. And so this is interesting. It must be by some technology that they're being able to see this or through some supernatural miracle that everybody in the world will see their dead bodies. Verse 10, and they that dwell upon the earth shall rejoice over them and make merry and shall send gifts to one another because these two prophets and the two witnesses, the assemblies, they, they will be prophets, tormented them that dwelt on the earth. And it will be two men. There will be men leading these assemblies as well. Uh, these two prophets tormented them that dwelt on the earth. Verse 11, And after three days and a half, literal days, not three and a half years, the spirit of life from God entered into them, and they stood upon their feet, and great fear fell upon them which saw them. And they heard a great voice from heaven saying unto them, Come up hither. And they ascended up to heaven, the, the God's throne room, according to the scriptures. And a cloud and their enemies beheld them. In verse 13, And the same hour was there a great earthquake, and the tenth part of the city, or ten percent of the city fell. And in the earthquake was slain of men seven thousand. And the remnant were frightened and gave glory to the God of heaven. Verse 14, The second woe, the second woe, is the sixth trumpet. So all this is going to happen uh, toward the end of the sixth trumpet. And behold, the third, or during the, and then toward the end, that's, that's when the two witnesses are murdered, the, the, the two assemblies preaching uh, the truth around the world, and, and they're murdered, and uh, these prophets are murdered, and then the second woe is passed. And behold, the third woe cometh quickly. And so as soon as they're dead and they're resurrected, that's when the seventh trump, which is the third woe, sounds. And in verse 15, this is the day that I'm looking forward to. This is the day, if you're a true believer, you should be looking forward to this day as well. Revelation 11, verse 15. And the seven angels sounded, and there were great voices in heaven saying, The kingdoms of this world are become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ, and he shall reign forever and ever, which proves that the kingdoms of this world right now are the kingdoms of the devil. If you don't believe me, turn to Luke chapter 4. Luke chapter 4, verse 5. Luke 4, verse 5. And the devil 
taking him up into a high mountain, showed unto him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. And verse 6, And the devil said unto him, All this power will I give thee, and the glory of them, for that is delivered unto me, and to whomsoever I will give it. Okay, so, and the devil said unto him, All this power will I give thee, and the glory of them, for that is delivered unto me, and to whomsoever I will I give it. So the devil is telling you that he rules this world. But in Revelation 11, verse 15, that is going to be, his rule will be over officially. Revelation 11, verse 15. And the seven angels sounded, and there were great voices in heaven saying, The kingdoms of this world are become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ, and he shall reign forever and ever. Verse 16, And the twenty-four elders which sat before God on their seats fell upon their faces and worshipped God. And verse 17, saying, We give thee thanks, O Lord God Almighty, which art and was ours, which, which art and was and art to come, because thou hast taken to thee thy great power and hast reigned. Verse 18, And the nations were angry, and thy wrath is come, and the time of the dead, that's the, the resurrection, and they should be judged, and they that should give reward unto thy servants, to prophets, and to the saints, and to them that fear thy name, small and great. And this is also the time of the following, the time that you should destroy them which destroy the earth. And verse 19, And the temple of God was opened in heaven. And there was seen in his temple the ark of his testament. And there were lightning and voices and thunderings and an earthquake and great hail. So Revelation 10 and 11 is telling you what has already talked, been, been talked about in the book of Revelation. It's giving you a little more detail about what's occurring, what, what will occur during the seventh trump and the sixth trump. That's, what, that's the purpose of Revelation 10 and 11. And so if you have any other questions about this Bible study, please email me at kennard at mercifulserviceofgod.com. And uh, I will, God willing, I'll be available to you next week. May God bless and keep you. And again, y'all willing, I'll be available to you the, uh, next week. And uh, I'm going to continue to preach the truth as long as I can in this country. But it's going to come a time when uh, people will shut folks up like me. So please take advantage of being able to listen and be able to learn the Word of God. Shalom. Peace. Malachi chapter 4 For behold, the day cometh that shall burn as an oven, and all the proud, yea, and all that do wickedly shall be stubble. And the day that cometh shall burn them up, saith the Lord of hosts, that it shall leave them neither root nor branch. But unto you that fear my name shall the Son of righteousness arise with healing in his wings, and ye shall go forth and grow up as calves of the stall. And ye shall tread down the wicked, for they shall be ashes under the soles of your feet in the day that I shall do this, saith the Lord of hosts. Remember ye the law of Moses my servant, which I commanded unto him in Horeb for all Israel, with the statutes and judgments. Behold, I will send you Elijah the prophet before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord. And he shall turn the heart of the fathers to the children, and the heart of the children to their fathers, lest I come and smite the earth with a curse.
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC.